Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. It's Friday. Friday. Oh, okay, here we are. It's the middle. Third Brooks, big sales. Woo! What was that last night at Wells Fargo? It was a 29 piece. Bruh. It was, it, and it wasn't like they were ever in it. I am so glad I stayed home to watch the game because I'd have been hot as fish grease sitting up in that box, you know, watching that utterly destruction of the, of the, of the, of the Sixers, man. I mean, but you know what? Listening to Harden afterwards, he said, hey, we needed that. You're right. Sometimes you need to get your ass kicked to wake you up a little bit, get you going and, you know, back and right. Because they were in la-la land for the past couple games. They were in la-la. They knew they were going to go through the East like that, just beat up on everybody. There will be a couple of games where you're just not going to be on, and this was definitely that game. You know, Barrett, I got to tell you, I really love the optimist that you are. <laughs> hey, you know what? And I know you've changed from being that monster you were back in the day. And you know what? Hey, man, you're, 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 you're a nice guy right now. And you're no longer that dude that just trucked people and put them on their back. Right. And people. <laughs> Come on, man. James Harden has to show up in a big game like that. KD showed up and he wanted that ass last night. And I'm going to say this to you, man. Okay, in Disneyland or Disney World, they've got magicians there. Yeah. Kyrie yeah. Irving's one. Yes. Dude, that guy is freaking spectacular. And, and it went offense, though. Wanna, hey, Barrett, I wouldn't want to play the Nets in an opening round. And you know what? The Sixers may get that team in the opening round. And you better be better than that. And James Harden, once again, dude, Charles Barkley said it last night, too, on TNT. This could go down as the worst trade of all time if these people do not win a championship in the next two years. Yes. That guy's got to show up, dude, in games like that because it can't just be all Joel Embiid. And I, no, but you know You can actually apply it to both teams. You can apply that to both teams, though. But when you look at that Harden, that has been his, you know, that has been his label. He doesn't, you know, step up in big games. But I'll say this. It wasn't like he was just totally off. You got to give Kyrie Irving a lot of credit for stepping up defensively. He put it on James, I mean, uh, on um, James Harden last night. You know, he 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 made him he made him you know put his chest up and, and met him half court, chest to chest, and 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 allowed him not to go out there and hit them threes uncontested, to to, to go and do what he wants to do as a point guard and pass who he wanted to pass to. He set the tempo, and from that point on, he just stuck him, man. He stuck him. Hey, man, I'll tell you who else was just – dude, who else put a show on was Curry. Oh. Hey, how oh. about when he made that three in the corner and he looked over at the Sixers bench and yeah. he just went like this. <laughs> yeah. I was like this. That's gangster. It, bro, he came – oh, you going to let me go? Oh, okay. I was, I was that dude that made sure last year you guys were number one in the East. I was that guy. You know what I'm saying? Yes, Embiid was the guy, but I was the guy sitting next to the guy who made sure we was, you know, we we could score points. I mean, that was tough, man. Curry went out there and played his ass off. Dude, bro. he he looked 
he looked in, he looked insane last night. And here, here's one question I have about the Sixers moving forward. Okay, so if Harden's cold, and you're doubling down on Embiid. Where are you getting the offense from? What where are the Sixers getting the offense from? You don't have that other dude Curry now giving you points. Hey, Maxie's got to. Dude, where was he? That guy was Casper the Ghost himself last night. Man, you got to step that. You're right. It wasn't just Harden. That whole team shit the bed. How much does this go back on Doc again? I mean, now look, Barrett, let's do this. I hate when media people throw – I should just smack myself in the face here because, dude, this player accountability. Yes. Doc go like this, X's and O's. I hate when people blame coaches because players, man, if you get waxed in a game like that by 29 points, come on, Barrett. That's on the players, man. What's Doc doing sitting over there? Dude, he's just a dude that tries to – He ain't got a jersey on, man. He ain't got a jersey on. He ain't wearing a jersey, man. This is – you know, Xander said that. He goes, man, Doc, you know, it's easy to go there because, you know, it's, it's a layup to go to Doc. But, dude, the players have to show up, man. You gotta have accountability. Okay. Well, how about this? A player in particular that needs to show up, man, who hasn't been showing up at all. And I don't know why he's still starting is Tobias Harris, man. When is he gonna be that player that's I mean, I understand, you know, we know you're not a max contract dude, even though you're a max contract dude. But you gotta give me something. Something. I mean, you're not even the first option, you're not the second option, you're not even the third option. You are the fourth option. So they went through and exhausted three of them. You got to step up in number four and be that guy they can look to to go out there and score. He is better than what he's playing these last couple games, man. Where is he at? Does he have any fight? He needs to go see the wizard, dog. You know what I'm saying? He needs to go get some heart from the wizard, bro. Straight Dude, up, man. I'll tell you what. That team ain't beating Milwaukee. Well, I, you know what? That team is not beating Milwaukee. I still got faith in him, bro. I still got faith, man. That that that's That's a – that's a combination, man. That's, you know, you're not going to get that every night. Harden not, will not be off like that every night. In fact, that's 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 not something you 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 rarely see. Harden play like that. You rarely see that. You're not going to see that in the playoffs. I guarantee it, man. Miami's the deepest team in the East and maybe in hoop. Yeah, no question. You about think that. you're getting by Miami like that? You've not. You you haven't one of them. Now here's here's something to think about with the Nets though. If they don't drop those restrictions in New York, what if there's a game seven and okay, and or a game six, say there's a closeout game. Let's do this because they're going to be a lower seed. They're not going to have the seventh game. Let's just say there's a six game or a closeout game and you are, you're back in Brooklyn. You're back at Barclay. You're not playing. <laughs> I, I mean, you got to go get that shot, bro. You got to get that shot, man. If that's the case, I'm, I'm if I if that's the case, bro. I'm going straight to him, man. As, as the leader of that team, you got Katie's got to say, "Hey, look, man, you got to get that shot, bro. You got to go get it. I got too much on the line right now for you to not be vaccinated, bro. Go get the shot." Can you imagine me and you missing the game? Right. I mean, man, I, 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 dude, it's not happening, man. I don't care. Right. I, 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 <laughs> hey, I would go like this. Hey, there's ten shots on the table. One of them cyanide. If this is for the world championship, and I'd be going like this: this for the championship, and they'd be going. There's one shot that has cyanide in it, and the other nine, okay, are the one to give you the cure. 
okay, well, I'll, I'll take my shot. Give me these nuts. I'll, I'll take my – dude, I'm just telling you. I am i don't know, man. I think that's a really funky situation. But I got to tell you something. Who's well, the, it got it got Carson ass. It got Carson's ass out of uh, the Colts organization. Oh, you think – really? You think the non-vax stuff played a factor oh, in that, Oh, yes, huh? yes, yes. Because that owner's like, man, you really going to jeopardize um, us not getting to the playoffs if you got sick and you couldn't play for us. Can you imagine how hot Ursay would be? Man, he'd be yeah, hot, yeah, man. Hey, I can't imagine. They relate, right. they sent him to Washington. Right. But, but, get, but get this now, right? So now, all that VAC stuff is, hey, you know, one thing I would like the CDC and Dr. Fauci, man, to contact Roger Goodell because Roger Goodell cured, he cured COVID-19 during the playoffs. <laughs> hey, I tell you, after that opening round, Barrett, I don't know if I heard anything about COVID, dog. <laughs> no, no, he was like Kaiser Sose. You know, the, the virus is like, and he's gone. You know what I'm saying? What, what, what happened? To, exactly. What happened to vaccinations and COVID-19? All right, COVID I got one what? last question on hoop for you. Who's the better seven-foot shooter, Dirk, Dirk or KD? Bruh, come on, man. Man, KD is a bitch. Come on, man. Wow. He and, is spectacular, bro. It's 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 almost man, and, and I hate how skinny he is because you look like you can just push him over and he'll just fall. But did you see but him face up? Too, man. Man. Did you see him face up and beat exactly. running down the lane, bro? He looks like he's you know he's he's Mister Glass, but man, he's just so tough, man. He is tough, bro. I mean, you hey. it, you can't you can't out jump him in his jumpers. That's it, hey, man. Hey, hey, when he's at the top of the key like that. Man, it's just ne- – I don't know if Kyrie and KD hit the rim last night. Right. <laughs> I mean, it was just <laughs> – I mean, these guys were on fire. Hey, okay, if James Harden wants to call that a come-to-Jesus conversation, so be it. Yes. Let's see what they do when they see when they pick up the Pixie Six. Hey, hey, Barrett, beating the Knicks – you weren't brought to Philly to beat the Knicks, dude. You're exactly. You're, you're brought to Philly to beat Milwaukee and Boston and Miami. Exactly. Exactly. So we'll see. How, hey, by the way, real quick, baseball's back. Can you believe it? They finally got it done. And it, 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 it it's not even a substantial difference from what they went into this whole negotiation with. You know what I mean? Come on, man. Go out there and play ball. I'm surprised they even have fans now. Me, hey, 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 so Barrett, what you did turn a pand coming out of a pandemic, people are paying eight dollars for gasoline. Billionaires and millionaires are bitching about dollars and cents, and the average American can't afford any longer. Even though I always say baseball is the best ticket in sports and the cheapest ticket in sports, yep. anybody could go to a ball game for ten bucks, sit in the upper deck, watch a game, go have you or whatever. It's a great ticket to go. It's a little bit too long because baseball is the only sport truly of our huge sports in America that doesn't have a clock. So sitting there for four hours in a nine-inning game, I don't know, man. I mean, how many hot dogs can I eat? I can eat a lot, too, man. I mean, but, I mean. Hot dogs, many- $10 a piece, man. <laughs> hot dogs, $10 a piece. Bro, you got to. Gotta- 10 bucks? Yes. Actually, that's a little more than that. They're a little more than that. You know what I'm saying? Man. It's a some change, Whenever you go to it. I mean, it's like that in a sports period, man. Even to go to a Philadelphia Unions game. It's just a little bit cheap. You can get you a hot dog for eight dollars, so that means you know for fifteen bucks you can get a um, a beer and a hot dog. 
just a beer and a hot dog. Man. And it's going to cost you $15, man. Hey, me and you would be like this. You know, man, I'm a tailgate in my car before right. I go in. <laughs> I, I'm, I know me and you, man. We, we, I, we have a zipper on our wallet. I actually do have a zipper on my wallet. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm just not that dude. But I'll say this to you about Bryce Harper, and I've said this all the time about him. He's a great baseball player. Yeah, he is. Just a great baseball player. But, dude, I think it says a lot that the Washington Nationals win a championship the year after they sent his ass out. And if baseball shows you one thing, Barrett, you don't have to have the Nolan Arenados. You don't have to have the Manny Machados or the Fernando Tatises on your ball team to win a World Series because baseball, you know, they say football is the ultimate sport. I don't know, man. That Kansas City Royals team that won the World Series a couple of years ago, yep. couldn't name a fucking dude on that team because they had great middle relief, great back-end bullpen, timely hitting with runners in scoring position. And at the end of the day, man, baseball's the ultimate, ultimate roster game because you don't have to have a guy hitting 50 home runs on your team to win a series. What they you call it, money don't. ball? You can play money ball. And, and salaries don't dictate whether you're good or not. You know, your players dictate whether you're good or not um, with, with baseball. You can go out, and as long as you're trying to hone your craft, you can kind of dig your way out of being who you are as a player in baseball. You know, that if you, you, can, you, can, you can go in and, all right, we need a timely hit. You can be that guy, or you need a home run. You can be that guy if you want to. And that's what I like about baseball. In football, bro, you got to pay to play. You got to pay to play. Absolutely, you do. And, and and like you said, one last thing on baseball here. Look at the Rays, for instance. Yep. They play in the American League East. The Yankees and the Red Sox spend a half a billion dollars in player roster bo bonuses and salaries. The Rays spend $66 million when 95 games compete in the East, constantly in the, constantly in the playoffs, push into the series at times. And why is that? They're financially responsible. They know great defense, great bullpen, and great, great minor league system at Durham. Their minor league system, I covered that team for 12 years. You get rid of Joe Madden, you bring in Kevin Cash. This guy's one of the best managers. They've got such a great system that well, they don't have to spend $300 million on a player. They let guys like Kevin Longoria and David Price go. Well, see, that's, and that's the problem, man. You know, you, you look at the, 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 the um, Phillies. They spend too much time trying to go out and get everybody else's polished player instead of building through their farm system. They don't even have a farm system anymore. They didn't have one since they let you know since all those guys from the from the O three uh, team yeah. went through the farm system. Once all those guys left, they haven't had a farm system since then. They haven't had they haven't had a farm system since Charlie Manuel was there. Yeah, exactly. There it is. They, da, da, da. That's they that's round oh eight oh nine. Yeah, they just haven't developed in their farm system. Um, since they had those great players come up, put benchmark dudes, and then they went out and they got free agents out there to go around them. Hey, news. Jason Kelsey, as you thought, would come back. He's coming back. It's got to be a good sign for the Eagles, right? Great I sign. mean, it's a, it's, a, it's a staple, obviously. Impact of him coming back means what in that locker room? That means that they have a leader that they can look upon to make sure that everybody will be held accountable in that locker room. He personally is going to make sure everybody is held accountable for it. Number one, you're going to look at his work ethic. Number two, you're going to see how he carries himself on and off the field. And number three, he's just one hell of a player. I mean, you ask him to go out there and dictate tempo, that's what he does. You need him to get to the second level, he gets there. And he does it like a good veteran player. You ain't got to worry about him, you know, doing something stupid. 
He's going to go out there and play as hard as he can for as long as he can. He's held together by duct tape and bubble gum, but he still goes there and fights every single play, man. Every Love single play. First ballot Hall of Famer? Yes, no question. Even over him being a center, he's a first ballot Hall of Famer. You think he's, he's better than Kevin Mawai? I, I really do. I think he's better than Kevin. And, I, and I, I've, I've seen Kevin Mawai up close. I've watched him, you know, been across the field and watched him play. He was damn good, but I think Kelsey kind of is a little better than he is. I do too. I agree with you. And you know what else? I, I, I'm trying to think, Barrett, of the Hall of Fame centers, Jim Otto, Dwight Webster. Stevenson, Kevin Mawai. Mike Webster. Mike Webster, phenomenal, obviously, legendary, maybe the greatest of all time. Mm-hmm. There's really not a lot of – I mean, I know Ben Derrick played center back in the day. He played both sides. He played yep. linebacker and center. Um, but I'm kind of talking with the dudes that didn't put their helmets in their wallets here. And right. <laughs> I'm talking about these dudes here up in – that's a tough – I wonder why that's a tough position to make the haul at, man. Well, you don't see much. Because there's only one much. of them, I guess. Right. Right, and and plus you don't see much and do much when you're a center, man. You know what I'm saying? I mean, he, he's right there in the middle, and he gets a lot of double teams. So since you got double teams, you know, you always got help. So I guess since you always got help, you're not as good as everybody else. But, see, Kelsey's different from that. Mawai was different from that because they game-planned how to make them a better player by making sure they could get out and get the Mike linebacker or they could set the protection a certain way to help them out. Those are smart players. That's why they look so good when they're out there playing. Hey, hey, hey man, one, one, one last thing from last night, too, at Wells Fargo. I couldn't help it, man. When Ben Simmons stood up, man, and he was like, you know, with the ball, and I, I was like, sit the fuck down. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm getting that South Philly thing in me, man. I was like, sit the fuck down. I, so I, I jumped up out of my chair, and I said this, dude. I go, sit the – Bro, you should have saw what he dude. – all the cameras on him, man. You know, when he was even, you know, getting on the bus on his way to the stadium, you know what I'm saying, or, or the arena. There were cameras everywhere, man. And he was taking it in. He was loving it. He, had he wasn't to trying go. to shy away from it. He was, hey, he, he was, had to show up. And he brought it all in. You know what I'm saying? He, he, he embarrassed it all, bro. He just, he stood there, smiled, took it on the chin. And, and, and it, it, I think it's exact opposite of what his agent thought it was going to be. Exact opposite. So it kind of worked against him in his plot to, you know, to sue the uh, the 76ers and try to get that $20 million back. I think Which it has worked. to be filed by Saturday. Right, right, right. So I think, he, I think I mean, he didn't get what he thought he was going to get. They thought they was going to boom the entire game. No, they didn't say – they were just like, you know, they weren't even tripping off of him. I mean, they were getting their butt kicked. You know, we were watching them get our butt kicked. You know, that's, that's probably the biggest thing. But, you know, he was vindicated because his team won. And I think it'd have been a lot different if they'd have won the game. But I mean, I I didn't see anything different from any other player that you know that, that the fans would boo. You know, even if he played here, they would boo anybody. They booed KD. I would have been dis. If that were me, I would have been disappointed that the Sixer fans didn't get more on my ass. And I don't know, maybe right. Because I, I was like this, man. I'm forgotten already. <laughs> That's how I was like this. I was like, I thought they were going to give it to him a little. How about this? What he got. Now, maybe maybe Barrett, when he steps on the floor in, in gear, uh-huh. maybe it will be different. But I can promise you this. When Carson Wentz shows up to Lincoln Financial. 
Bro, it's gonna be ten times what that thing was last night. They might go to the dollar store and buy about a hundred dollars worth of batteries to wait for Carson, bro. I'm telling you right now, there won't be a battery in Philly. There won't be one back. All the batteries will be in um in the link. You can believe that. All the batteries be in the link. Hey, hey, man, hey! You, you're going to be able to power Philly with all the batteries you find <laughs> on the field <laughs> when that dude rolls in to Lincoln Financial. Hey, I, I, I want to. I had your boy Seth on yesterday with me in the afternoon show, the National Football Show. You know what? I'm, I'm, I'm going to give you a little bit of what he said. He said that uh, Eagles right now are in no position to win a world a world championship, and he said this: they should build through the draft. Yep. Some free agents, maybe. He goes, but this football team, and see, he's got the old school mentality, and I'm not saying it's wrong at all, that, hey, you've got all this draft capital. You've got a quarterback that's going to get better. But at the end of the day, they've got to build this team with what they have. They've got so much. And he's like, don't F it up. They're in a great place. You think they should have the majority of their emphasis. And by the way, for those out there, Today, we're going to get some clarity on Deshaun Watson, too, because his case is in court today, and he's getting to talk about it. Personally, from what I'm hearing, too, Barrett, looks like he's not going to be indicted. Now, that's just one hurdle because I'm sure the NFL is going to come in yep. and potentially drop some other uh, penalties for his behavior. I don't know yet, and I'm just speculating on that. Um, but give, give me your sense again when – Seth's opinion is, you know, build with what you have. You've built all this assets up, the, the, the capital of being under the cap. You've got all these draft picks. Is he right or is he wrong? Or, again, maybe somewhere in the middle of both. You know, it, it's tough because the last two teams were that won the Super Bowl are teams that they built through free agency, meaning you look at uh, Tom Brady went to um, the Bucks. And he, they went out and got Leonard Fournette, you know, and Dominican Sue, all these guys, JPP, to build a team to win a Super Bowl. You look at the Rams. They built a team by going out free agency and trades and got the, you know, the talent that they have, Odell Beckham Jr., uh, the quarterback, you know. But you look at the teams that are going to be consistently good are built through the draft. You know, look at the Bengals. You look at the Bills, Kansas City Chiefs. The Steelers will get back because they're going to be built through the draft. Those young teams that are now good, that are going to be good for a longer time, are built through the draft. And I think that's what you have to do. You can't continue to go out there because you'll be in salary cap hell, kind of like what Dallas is, Dallas is in right now. But, you know, even, even their roster is built through the draft. You know, the quarterback, running backs, um, you know, their star players besides Armani, uh, Cooper, were guys they had in the draft, Zeke. They draft. They've been drafting great. Those you know, old linemen. Old line. They they draft. So, you know, we talked about the farm system in baseball. Well, the Eagles need to start doing that, building through the draft, having young talent as opposed to getting free agents and and trying to you know be a one hitter quitter. You know what I'm saying? Like you you have to build through, through the draft. So those three first rounders use them to build your team up. This could be a generational draft for the Eagles. They could set them in place for the next five, ten years if they go out and they pick well in the first. Now, you like you say all the time, it's a 30% chance those first-rounders become as great as they're supposed to be. But at least you got a fighting shot with three of them being, you know, good, that one of those guys will turn up being a franchise type of player.
what's the, what's the fascination? And I, I didn't realize it until Seth pointed it out yesterday. Um, what's the fascination with wide receivers with Howie? I mean, why Barrett for a guy that is really talented, it seems at picking old linemen, you know, you've got to build your team from the inside out, not outside in. I get, he likes the flashy guys out there, but man, when you draft these wide, look, look at the misses at wide receiver that he has had over the last couple of years. He, it's almost like he misses on this guy. Then he goes back and he tries to cover that miss with another guy. Then he tries yep. to go out and cover that miss with another guy. And he keeps going out there where there's a need, like you said, and you've been saying for the last couple of weeks, edge rusher, linebacker, you know, we were talking again about like hitters and catchers. And I told him that you and I were talking about this, you know, the Eagles have a ton of catchers and reachers. Yep. <laughs> There's no stickers in those linebacking core guys. Yep. These yep. guys are always, these guys are always chasing and they're always out of position. It seems. Okay. I mean, they're one step behind because they're not very good read guys. And you there, yep, that's the problem. Guys, Baird, you got to put those linebackers in position to be successful instead of those guys running to success. They don't read keys well, and you got to have a mindset that you're going to be, um, you're going to be the hammer. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And not be the nail. You got to go out there with the decision that look, I'm going to make every play that I can. If you talk to Seth, Seth was always like, all right, when he steps on the field, I'm the best cover linebacker in the league. I'm the best tackler in the league. I am the best reader and figuring out what's going to happen on this play simply by my my preparation for the game. I could see in a formation and the way a guy is looking that this play is going to happen and I'm going to beat the guy to the play. I don't see that in these young guys that they have. I don't see a guy like Ray would look, Ray Lewis, he would look and see, and he would see something. He said, hey, 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 and he would call the play out. Hey, hey, draw, draw play, draw play. You don't see that with the defense that you know that Gannon has out there. You don't see a guy calling a play out. Now they had that a little bit with 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 um with with, with Malcolm Jenkins because Malcolm had to do that. You know, Malcolm was a little slow because he was a little older, so he would study and he would know what they were going to do before they would do it. They don't have that right now, and I don't understand. Is it you know is it that they can't read and react, or is it they don't watch enough film? But I don't see the preparation that I saw and these former linebackers to go out there and make a play simply because, because I, I know myself when I'm watching the game, Oh damn, they're going to run this play here because I know, and I've done research and I've seen they're going to run this exact play. Oh, and they're going to run it again. I can see it happen before it happens, but why don't the players see it happening before it happens? You know, it's, 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 it's I'm, I'm dumbfounded on how easy and predictable NFL teams are, but I see inefficiency in the defense, seeing it also and going to make a play. You got to be able to see things before it happens. And they're not doing that. They don't see that. You know, you can tell by a guy's lineup, um, uh, you know, if they're in minus splits, minus splits meaning the the uh, receivers line up closer to where the tackle is, you know, closer to the box so they can run it out or, or they run, run farther out so they can run a slant. I don't see those guys picking up on those little things and reacting off that, oh, oh, he's coming to crack block. He's coming to crack block. Let me put myself in position. Let me turn my back to him. I've seen players do that. You know what I'm saying? Like, Seth, if he knew a guy was going to come crack him, he would literally turn his back to him to make sure he, didn't hit, he hit him in the back, or he's going to look at him, turn straight at him, 
I'm going to hit you in a mile because I know the play is coming right here. I don't see that type of preparation. I don't see that type of um, those guys being ready for those type of plays. I don't I, see I, it. It, it, it. It's so it's so astute of you because, you know, I learned this, and I always go back to my Hall of Fame benchmark coach, Jimmy Johnson. It's funny you, you say the littlest things you could see on the field. And we were talking again yesterday, too, about it. We were talking – you and I talked about it, too, with how, like, Belichick, he, he, he teaches you more so than coaches you. His yep. coaches coach the kids. He, he teaches the game with that war game thing. I'll never forget, Coach Johnson goes like this. You know how to beat Oklahoma? You know what the side the play's going to? Remember Keith Jackson, the tight end for the Eagles? Yep. yep. He'd sit here and go like this. He goes, so you know. Watch the tight end. He'll wiggle his outside foot, telling the league, because back in the day, they used to run a wishbone. He goes, that's yep. telling the fullback that he's got the inside linebacker. He'll wiggle his foot, and that's telling you the side of the play. So what would we do? We would slide our front to that side. of the, and they, they didn't <laughs> know it. They were tipping it off like that, and we would sit there. We're watching hours and hours and hours and hours and hours of film. Exactly. And it takes – you're watching that. You see the splits. You see the guy sitting back. You see the guards trying to get around, especially big dudes. They're trying to get a head start on you. So, I mean, the film – would you say – okay, would you say that there's no question that if you had to do it all over again, Barrett, it'd be ten times even more film watching um, than oh. what you did because to me that would I, I would I would have watched ten times more. Absolutely, I, I can see little things now. Like when I, I I'm watching film and I know just from the slightest angle that I see this line. If I see that linebacker lined up a half a step or a foot past where you know outside, I know he's going to the outside and that end is going to go inside because he's going to have to scrape over the outside. I could see that stuff. And I would adjust my set accordingly. And I just start seeing it until like my sixth year, seventh year in the league. You know, little things that would help me out in my play. And those, those are the keys that gave me a jump on playing for the next, you know, six more years because I could see and read things before it happened, which gave me a leg up, which allowed me to stay in the league longer because I knew things like that. Your boy Sean Bell's going to join us after the T.O. SB, so. my boy so SB. We'll and he's Barrett Brooks. I'm Cilio. Keep it here on the middle, back in three. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the memories. Go for the view. It goes on forever. Go for the bubbles in your bathtub and in your drink. Go to bed whenever you want. Or don't. Go for him. Go for her. Go for the wind. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. Imagine for a moment that you went to work today, and when you came home, you were catastrophically injured. Your life and your family's life. 
That's what happened to union construction worker Mike Little. I was scared of what the end was going to be, but to be 100% honest with you, I knew I was going to be all right just by talking with Brian. In my heart, I just knew everything was going to be all right. Call the firm and find out why they say, we got this. Call 215-458-2222. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Welcome back to the middle. Barrett Brooks Dan Stilio. Big day here, a little bit of news here to see what happens with Deshaun Watson to see if they push their chips in the Eagles to try to go after him here. So I think it's going to be pretty interesting to see what shakes out here, man. Well, it's going to happen. Me too, man, because, I mean, he's a difference maker. And But, you know, just like what Seth said, the Eagles aren't really ready to take that next step in being a championship team because they need to get better in so many other positions, especially on the defensive side of the ball. Now, with him coming – would make that defense better because they'll spend more time on the offensive side of the ball on the field and less time for the defense to be on the field. And it was the reverse. It was the opposite this year, especially early. But if you look at how they're approaching this, if it takes three to get them, I think they'll be all in. I think hey, man, be I, all I, in. I, I do too. Why don't you introduce your boy here, man? My boy, SB, Sean Bell. What's up, bro? What's up, fellas? How y'all feeling? Oh, man. <laughs> well, hey, hey, man. You know, I mean, he, they see Sean is a big. He's a big sports guy, period, man. But you know, me and him go back and forth uh, with 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 the uh, Sixers all the time, man. And we had a talk that, all right, we need this type of bad guy, good guy image, you know, with with what's going on with Ben Simmons and 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 uh, James Harden, and it kind of worked out how you thought it was going to work out with the first game, him coming back on the 10th and how you wanted that villain. And he came in as a villain and gave a little smirk and we couldn't boom as much as we could. You know what I'm saying? So he won the, he won the first battle. He won the first strike. So your bad guy, good guy, Amish, they won the first one. Yeah. I mean, I've been dying for a real sports rivalry. Cause I don't, I don't feel like we've had a real sports rivalry in all the sports in a, in a while where it was just like players hate players Coaches hate the coaches. The, right. the general manager hates the general manager. Like, there's hate on every level, and that's what it takes to have a great rivalry. And I don't think we've had that. So, to me, that can develop when it comes to the Sixers against the Brooklyn Nets. But at the same time, it can't develop when there's ass whoopings. Right. <laughs> All right? Like, you got to come to play. And, and my biggest fear in getting James Harden happen, 
Like yeah, James yeah. Harden has had a history of not showing up in big games. Like if you if you take a look at his game sixes and game sevens in the playoffs, you will even go back to Arizona State when they were a hot team and people were people were picking them to go to the final four based on him. And then they lose in the first round because he doesn't show up. They go to the NBA finals. And what happens? KD plays great. Russell Westbrook plays great. He plays bad and they lose to the Miami Heat. And that's followed him throughout his entire career. He's one in seven in elimination games. Like, okay. Another big game, a game that felt like playoff atmosphere where both teams wanted to wanted to win. Guys were angry. Guys wanted to play well. Even Seth Curry was like, You're not gonna trade me. You, you my father-in-law, you trading me. I'm gonna go out there and put 24 points on your head. I forgot and, that and he James, is there too. That's right. Yes, yes he's the son-in-law, and they traded yeah. him, so wow. he wanted to play well too. And James Harden, the guy who has to play well for them to win a championship, disappears again. So we all talk about Ben Simmons disappearing. James Harden is a far better player, but he disappears also. So it, it's it's going to be a problem for the Sixers. You know, you know, you know, Sean. I, I I've said this about him. He reminds me so much of Carmelo Anthony. Tremendous scorer, great talent, won't play defense. I mean. You know, Carmelo's great attributes and his great resume is all Olympic stuff and college stuff. He's never been really a guy that's going to carry a team across the finish line. He ate his way out of Houston, okay? He didn't like what was going on in Brooklyn. And all of a sudden now, where I'm, I'm supposed to believe that he's going to be a leader. And as you said, how many times have we watched those game sixes? The Houston team had an opportunity to really go far that one year and the Warriors came back on their ass. I just – I don't see that team. When you get in big games, beating a Miami team that has got Eric Spolstra and Pat Riley at the helm of that thing, even Boston. Miami's the deepest team in the East, and there's Milwaukee playing their ass off. I mean, he wasn't brought to Philly to beat the Knicks. He was brought to Philly to beat those teams. How far does this team go? I don't know, man. It's it's tough. Like in my mind, it would be. Uh, I still think they can get to the conference finals if they play a team like the Chicago Bulls. You know what I mean? Who who they haven't beat anybody yet, even though they have a great record. So it depends on who they match up against. I mean, the Sixers could get the Brooklyn Nets, right? Like the, the Nets are in the eighth spot, and the Sixers are in the second spot, right? Yeah. So what happens if Brooklyn gets that seventh spot? Like what we realized last night was, oh. What at least what I realized was, oh, Brooklyn's really deep now. Like they are a deep team. Like I was like, oh my goodness, they got Patty Mills. I forgot about that. Right. The right? <laughs> Marcus Aldrich didn't play. Right. Like Blake Griffin didn't play. Again, two guys at the end of their career who don't have much, but guys who can come off the bench and give you some minutes, give you some defense, give you a little bit of help, didn't even play. So when you have a full complement of roster and Ben Simmons didn't play. That's going to be a problem. So, again, James Harden has to step up. He's going to step up against the likes of Chicago. Miami's going to be a struggle, but everything runs through him. And, again, even with Carmelo, you said Melo, at least you can know Melo's clutch and is going to play hard in in big games, right? Like, Melo couldn't be your number one player in the championship team, but he never had the chance to be the number two to an MVP candidate. Right. Carmelo would have showed up in those situations. James Harden, you're in a situation where you don't even have to be the man. You yeah, just have to right. show up. Right. Right. In big game situations. And, you know, that's that's yet to be seen.
Well, see, that's and that's the big thing right there. You know, not even talking about Harden or or Embiid, you know, or even Maxi. But you know, come on, man. You you got guys up there that that I know, I know Tobias Harris is is somebody that's, you know, he's he's got a lot of talent, but where is he now? I mean, is he just checked out on this team? He's where lost. is he? Where is he? How do you check out on your team like this? He is totally checked out this season. What is going on with him? I just think he's lost. I mean, I think a lot of times when you bring in a player and your position changes, what they ask you to change, it takes a while. Like I always tell people when Chris Bosh went to play with the Heat, people forget they were killing him. Because he was lost. It was all of a sudden, I was the number one. Now I'm the number three. I don't know where I'm going to get the ball. I don't know how to play a role. It took him a while to figure that out. It's the same thing with Tobias. I know Tobias hasn't played great before James got there. But now he's just like, I don't know when or if I'm going to get the ball. I don't know if I'm going to get five shots or 17 shots. And that plays a role in a player's mind, especially when that player thinks he's better than that. Hey, listen, I'm better than... You you giving me five shot attempt of games or ten shot attempt of games, and now all of a sudden, James is here, and I I could get four shots, I could get one, two shots a quarter. Like I'm better than this, but yet I'm not getting the opportunities anymore. So it's a bunch of lost players, and it's on James to play great and to get everybody else in the right position. Like you saw Tyrese, Tyrese didn't play great. Why? Because James didn't play great. James oh. has to be great to make it easy on everybody else. Right. And if he's going to play terrible, then Tyrese is not getting open shots and able to do whatever he wants to do. That's, that's Sean, huge. I, I, I tell you, Sean, I, I, I think you nailed it there too because you can look around the league. Basketball is so centric on that point there because look at what's going on with the Lakers now with Russell Westbrook, man. That guy's lost out there because they tried changing his role, and I was covering the heat at the time. Bosch was a 25-a-night guy in Toronto. They bring his ass down there. All of a sudden, you got three alpha dogs on that Heat team. And if you remember right, they started out 9-8. and eight. It took them time to get going. And when your role changes like that, sometimes you don't know. Like you said, man, my role was this. My role is this. I'll tell you another guy whose role changed last night. Dude, Curry was awesome last night for the Nets. And how about when he – I was telling Barrett, how about when he looked over at the bench and he goes, really? And he made that three, and I was like, that guy had a great night last night. And I guess you had the question on, too, is, okay, if Embiid and Harden don't get offensively going, where's the offense coming from with the Sixers? Mm, that's huge. They don't have yeah. it right now. I mean, think about it, guys. Like, let me ask you, who do you trust – outside of the starting four like to go get a bucket so in brooklyn you said oh patty could get you a bucket seth curry can get you a bucket you you had a couple guys outside of that you say i trust them to show up and get a bucket who do you guys trust well you last trust year Furkan? you know what last year it was Furcon it was shake Furcon and shake with the guys last year now i mean come on man i mean should have changed anything this year you know what I mean? I mean, that's why you have Tobias Harris. Because Tobias Harris is like Shake Milton Furcon um last year. He should have been a guy that's gonna step up when nobody else can step up. And that's why I get so frustrated with Tobias right now, because he is the shake from last year. And he's not even he's not even stepping up to do that. 
Come on, man. You six foot nine. You know what I'm saying? Give me something, bro. Give me something, man. You got to give me more than what you're giving me right now. Yeah. And again, it, to me, it all it's all on hard. And it, it's like it's like a number one wide receiver. Like if that if that guy's eating, then the number two, it's easy to work. I'm I'm gonna have I'm gonna face the number two. I'm gonna be one on one, the number two corner. I'm gonna be one on one. I can eat off of that. But if you don't have a number one wide out, then then all of a sudden that number two is is getting is seeing more coverage, is 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 dealing with a, a better cornerback than he normally has to deal with. Then it's a problem. That number two is gonna look bad because the number one's not eating. You see what I'm saying? Like Devontae Smith is a good wide receiver, but imagine if he had a Godwin next to him. Imagine if he had, you got Tampa Bay up, a Mike Evans next to him. Then he can eat. But now he doesn't. So he has to face the number one corner, and now he's not going to be great like he normally would be. Well, speaking of that, you know what I'm saying, speaking of that, you know, locker room, looking at what's going on now, and, and you know, all these quarterbacks are staying, they're leaving and everything else, and I think the Eagles have finally settled down on, all right, Hurts is going to be the guy. From this point on, you think they should go through the draft and 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 or should they go out of free agency and pick up a wide receiver? Where do they go with that? First of all, do you do y'all trust Howie? Dan, do you trust Howie? Does anybody <laughs> trust Howie to, to go hey, here, get it done in the draft? How about this? Well, okay, now that's a good as a general manager, yes. As a talent evaluator, because look, look, watch this, Sean. He's dirty mm. under the cap, he's got 11 draft choices. He's got three number ones. His team made the postseason. So far, he's right on Sirianni. So far, we all question whether or not Jalen was a second-round draft choice. He's filled that role. We were just talking about his misses at wide receiver. His second stint after he was put in the broom closet as GM hasn't been as good as the first go-round. So as a talent evaluator, I'm hoping he's listening to more people in the room. As a GM to put the team in a position, Darius Slay, free agent. That was a hit. I'm just saying there's things. I've come around on him a little, but as a talent evaluator, this will be the Eagles' biggest draft in the Super Bowl era, in my opinion. He can't miss. He can't. You know what? I call how we value guys. Right. Like he knows how to get great value. He knows how to, first of all, get you under the cap and and, and structure contract. He knows how to get you great value in draft picks. He even knows how to draft well in the fourth or fifth round and get you a guy who can come in and start and be solid. But he doesn't know how to get you the blue chippers. Whether and, and I know we got Darius Slay, but usually he doesn't get you blue chippers in a draft. He doesn't know how to draft first round blue chip guys, and he doesn't know how to go get it in free agency. So that's that's where I struggle with Howie Roseman because you can't win. Look at Tampa and look at look at uh, the Rams. How many blue chippers they had on their roster? And you look at Ozzy Newsom and the and and the Ravens. Yes. So I don't I don't think he knows how to do that. I think Jalen Hurts. Is a guy they're gonna they're going to settle on, but they're gonna settle on and and back to Barrett's question with the wide receivers. I think the only way you can do it is through the draft because what what number one wide receiver is gonna want to come to an offense that runs the ball mostly and Jalen Hurts who is decent, <laughs> but Sean, who, stop man, because you Dan Dan keeps asking me the same question too, man. No way. Think, <laughs> think about it, Barrett. Like if if you Barrett are. Are number one, if you're Allen Robinson, 
and you are the man on the wide receiver market because franchise tags have been given to Mike Williams and Godwin and those guys. So you are the man and everybody wants you. So you're basically going to get money-wise, basically the same thing from everybody. You're going to get a lot of money. Why are you choosing Jalen Hurts over Justin Herbert? Or, 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 you know, Joe Burrow or some of these other wide receivers. Or even if you could say, hey, I'll go. Kyle Shanahan doesn't have a great quarterback, but he knows how to scheme it up to make sure you look good. Like, why would you pick this Eagles run first situation with a quarterback that's a little inaccurate over Kirk Cousins? I wouldn't. Even Kirk Cousins is going to, he's not great, but he's going to, you're going to eat as a wide receiver. Why would you choose this team? So I think the Eagles have to basically get a second-tier guy, maybe a herd, because right. they're not going to get a Amari Cooper. Those guys are going to go to great quarterbacks. Go get a second-tier guy and then draft your wide receivers because a first-tier guy is just not going to come here. Both of you guys are killing me with that, man. You're come on, Barry. Put oh, yourself hey, hey. in Allen Robinson's shoes. How about this? Wait a minute now. Okay, let me throw, let me throw an outlier at you here. Once you take a guy with a dent in his fender, would you bring a guy like Antonio Brown in? Uh, would I bring him in? I I think that this coaching staff is too young. I, I would have done it if Doug was was the guy. On a league minimum deal, Barrett? League minimum deal. There's not a wide receiver on this, on this sheet here in free agency except for Devontae Adams, maybe Mike Williams. And then you start to get down Allen Robinson, Antonio Brown, talent-wise, not happening. Antonio Brown's ten times that guy. Antonio Brown's this guy's the, a Hall of Fame track still. Right, right. But he, he talent-wise, he's one of the best that ever did it. Right. But you know, you you got to have a strong, a strong coaching staff. Number one, a strong head coach and a, and a strong locker room. I think they have the strong locker room. I mean, even Jalen Hurts could deal with with a player like a you know AB. I believe he would you know he would be fine with it. But this coaching staff is just way too young still to deal with something like that. You'd have to have Dallas a better guy. Dallas is looking at him today. Oh, there's no question. Yes, he will be a he'll be a cowboy. Wow. Believe that he'll be a cowboy. Sean, hey Sean, I agree with you. He's he's a nightmare. He's a nightmare and a headache. But you know what? Great coaches like my former coach Jimmy Johnson. We had Michael Irvin, you know. We also <laughs> had we also had Harper. He could coach guys who were kind of like you know dense in the fender because I know I'm going to get the best out of this guy or you're gone. Charles Haley was another one of them dudes too, like that. Oh, Very Charles Haley coach. was Charles Haley Haley was was crazy as roll lizard. You know he he some of the stuff he did, man. I, I mean I got stories and stories about him, man. I told you the story how he got out of uh, San Francisco, man. He jumped up on George Seifert's car when they found out Seifert was – Hey, Sean, when he found out that – this is how he got to Dallas. When when he found out that that Seifert got the job over Walsh, it was in a team meeting. My friend Kevin Fagan, who played on the team, told me, he goes, he jumped out of the team meeting, jumped on Seifert's car, pissed on his hood. What? And he – Bob Ackles gets a call. Jimmy Johnson goes, what he, what, what he goes, hey, Charles Haley, they want to send him to the 7-9 Dallas Cowboys. Jimmy goes, I'll take him. And, <laughs> it, hey, he was the last pin in what Dallas needed. They went on to win three Super Bowls with that guy in the room. Yeah. But, like, it, it felt like those guys came to play every game at least. 
Like Antonio Brown, you just don't know. Like, oh, he didn't get enough catches. Like, if Tom Brady couldn't get him under control, right. <laughs> how can you how can you expect anybody in this league to, to to make sure he does his job? Like, and even John Gruden tried to do everything he could to pacify anything Antonio Brown wanted. Right, like when he was in with a Raider, he was like, "Yes, Antonio, do You're what right. you want to do. You can have what you want to have." And still, he was like, "F y'all, I'm out of here." Yeah, but Sean, you ain't getting one of these top five. Then you ain't getting one of these top five guys, man. You're 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 getting a dude, like you said, to come in here. I'd rather go into the draft and pick a dude out of the draft and bring him out on a rookie contract and have that guy in there because to me, you're not ever going to attract right now. E- e- if you're even thinking of Deshaun Watson, if Deshaun Watson even looks at the wide receiver room, he'd go like this: Quez Watkins, Devontae <laughs> Smith, um, Ricky Deal. I mean, what am I coming? Dallas Goddard's decent. Man, I want to go to a place like New Orleans that has like Michael Thomas down there, Alvin Kamara. Or how about even this? If I'm Deshaun Watson, how about going to the Bucks? I mean, I'm not coming to Philly because the Philly room is not good enough for me. Uh, if, well, I'm, if, I'm the Phillies, I'm, if I'm the Phillies, I'm giving up a first and a fourth for DK Metcalf. Seattle's having a fire sale. Bring I, me DK. Bring first me and DK. a fourth. Bring me him. Uh, I heard they even try to give it a locket. I'll take locket. Fire sale over there. I, you know I would I mean? be trying to raid their entire squad right now. What I'm, do you, I'm what still do you trying. want? That just I'm still trying to read Dallas, though. though. I'm trying to get Dallas's squad. I'm raiding their cover. Yeah, I, I want Marcus Lawrence. Put him right. on the defense with the Eagles, and you weaken you weaken your opponent in the division, Sean. Mm-hmm. And you get a guy yep. who can get you ten. Do you? Hey, when I was talking with, I was told, telling you this, Barrett. Seth goes like this. What we have a guy with seven sacks last right. year. He goes, man. <laughs> in my best year, I had seven. I mean, one of my years, I had seven sacks. You got to get more than that. And we were trying to I – I guess Fletcher had a 10-5 sack year in 2018. Yeah. They've been far and few between double-digit sack dudes with the Philadelphia Eagles. There what do y'all think of that? Consistent one. What do y'all what? think about the rumors of Fletch being traded? Oh, I saw that I, today. I that's real. Um, makes sense because he's 18-1 against the cap. And he, to me, he just hasn't given me enough these past two years to garner paying him the salary he's going to pay. Now, I'm not paying anybody. You know, it's not coming out of my checkbook. But until – I mean, I it used to be a thing where I used to have the same – I used to speak the same of him that I, as I did with, with you know, looking at – you know Aaron the, Donald. Aaron Donald. You know, I yeah. would look at him the same way. I was, all right, he had that potential, but he just didn't have that dog that Aaron Donald has. AD wants to rip your head off every single play. Fletch just wants to take it. You know, every once in a while, I rip somebody's head off. And if he ever had that killer instinct to go out there and dominate every single play, because you can't say, oh, he gets double team and triple team. So does Aaron Donald. Every single play, they game plan him. So the excuse is gone. I was giving excuses for him. Oh, he is. No, he, he just choosing not to go out there and dominate every single play. So it might be time for him to go somewhere else just so we have a new change of senior and maybe, you know, you know, you know, rejuvenate his his love for the game. Well, not necessarily love. I don't go. I'm not gonna question his love for the game. I can't do that. I don't. I don't. I, I'll never say that. But I say rejuvenate him to go out there and really bust his ass to be the most dominant player in the league again. Put it like Sean, that. You, you know what? I'll throw this out here with him. 
He's not an 18-1 guy. He's like in the Zeke room. Zeke ain't an $18 million running back any longer. Would I like him on my team? Here's how I would deal him, and I've been pimping this out. I'd say this. Send him to a team, pick up 60% of the, of, of the money, get a third-round pick for somebody who needs a defensive tackle. Do you see what they did in Los Angeles? Uh, rumors are now looks like they're going to get Khalil Mack. No, it's a done deal. It went to the 18th. Okay, so you got Khalil Mack on one end. You got Joey Boza on the other end. You put Fletcher Cox in the middle, which they were horrible against the run. Chargers are in the conversation to win the AFC West if you do something like that. And the Eagles could potentially get a third-round draft choice. But nobody's picking that contract up, okay, because it's just too much. And Howie last year, Sean, I mean, look what he did. He got that Carson Wentz deal off the books. Indianapolis has to pick that thing up. Now the um, the, the Washington Commanders have that thing now. We got Commander Wentz now. That's how Commander I Wentz. With, that's how I would deal with uh, Fletcher, man. I, I, I'd pick the money up to make it enticing for somebody to come in and take that deal. Wow, but just a, he you think his value is just a third round pick at this point? Yeah, I do. Well, you know, when you look at the I mean, you ain't getting a one for him. Man. Well, you keep saying number, you know, numbers don't lie. You know, everybody's saying numbers don't lie. Look at his sack totals. Hey, right. somebody, how, how many games? How many games, Barrett? Last year, did we see donuts in them tackles? I mean, it was a time where he. I, what he finished with five and a half this year, five and a half sacks. What's about not a pro bad ball? for DT? That's not bad. That's it not is bad. for a player like Fletcher Cox, though. Yeah. You know, relative to what I've seen him play in the in the dominant you know situations I've seen him play in, there's no question he should have at least five. Um, a quarter way through the season. You know what I'm saying? He should have five in, in, in five games. That's how dominant I've seen him play. I've seen him play at a level up here. And for what I'm seeing right now, I'm thinking last year it was more so the scheme that kept him from doing it. I I, I just don't think that um, at this point, you know, he wants to be that guy anymore. And that, I mean, that, that, that troubles me because I can see him playing a lot better than what he's playing right now. A lot see? better. You you trade to trade away flip my my problem I talked about before about blue chip players I know Fletch hasn't been a blue chip player in a while but at least he attracts double teams if you take him away and now no one attracts double teams on that front I mean that Eagles defense will look absolutely awful as it is constructed right now absolutely well, awful again awful. I know Fletch yeah it's already awful but it's like if if you don't see if you don't see them bringing in any great uh, free agents because people don't want to go there. They want to go and fill in in other places. Like a JC Jackson's not going there, right? He's probably going to go to San Francisco or somebody else who can really compete. So the, and the problem is again, I don't believe in how we to draft first round picks that leaves you in a place where your defense going into next year will be flat out terrible. And it won't matter what quarterback you get at that point. <laughs> you, know <what> I mean? <laughs> you ain't gonna win jack squat in this division you're gonna be behind the sticks right? <laughs> exactly. i so. just know that this this eagles team at this point has now become the third best team in the division with carson going to being a, a commander and it, it troubles me bro i i, I get pissed off and, I, and, I, and I subscribe to that sean i i think the commander's I think the commanders, because what's going to happen on March 18th, I think uh, the Cowboys are going to get whacked. They're going to lose Cooper. They could lose to Marcus Lawrence. 
They're going to lose a couple other guys because they're over the salary cap. Jerry's got to restructure contracts. Whereas the Eagles are sitting there going, we're adding, they're subtracting. Okay, there's always uh, something to that. So I think the Eagles, and again, look at the division. Look at the conference. I mean, you lose Russell Wilson in the, in the conference too. So to me, I don't know, man. I mean, right now you're looking at Washington and Philadelphia. They could be one and two, and the Cowboys are going to be right there. You could have three teams come out of that division potentially yeah. and make a playoff case because the rest of the NFC, it just stinks. I couldn't name you 10 best team. I couldn't name you 10 good teams in the NFC. Yeah. I, I have a feeling the 49ers are about to dominate this this conference. Right? With like, Trey Lance? Yes. I, I think of this situation. Like, I know he couldn't. A lot of people say, well, he couldn't play over Jimmy G. And I look at it like this. Remember when Alex Smith was took the San Francisco 49ers to the, to the conference finals against the Giant, Giants and lost conference championship and lost. Colin Kaepernick was waiting in the wings. Next year, they put in Colin Kaepernick. They go to the Super Bowl. Same thing happened to Alex Smith when he was over in Kansas City. Took them to the playoffs. Patrick Mahomes, Alex Smith you couldn't win with, right? Like, especially at that time. But Patrick Mahomes was waiting on the wings. Wasn't good enough. We didn't really know how great he was going to be. He steps in. They go to the Super Bowl. I have a feeling the same thing with the San Francisco 49ers. Because if they had any type of quarterback last year, to me, they win the whole thing. They're, they're that good in every other position, right? They they went 3-0 and against the teams that went to the Super Bowl. They beat Cincinnati and beat the Rams twice in the regular season before losing to them in the conference finals. So going into next season, they're bringing in the same squad. If they have a quarterback... And Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. If, If history repeats itself... With how, how this has happened before, hey, Lamar, I think Lamar Jackson had to sit a year first before he really came in and, and, and jump-started things. If history repeats itself, Trey Lance comes in and he's an average to a little bit above-average quarterback with the 49ers defense, and I have a feeling they're going to add a cornerback, it's going to be, to me, a wrap for everybody else. Who would you rather have, Devontae Adams or Debo Samuel? Debo mm. Me too. He's my favorite player to watch. I, hey, I think dude. Debo just does so much. I think Man. I think I think the reason is because and he's physical. Barrett, if you put Debo at running back for an entire season, he'd be a Pro Bowl running back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think yeah. he'd that's be a fourteen like hundred yard back. Yes, but that, but yeah. we talking about a talented wide receiver <laughs> position that you know. I mean. Adams is is a unique talent because he has you can Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, you could put him out on the slot. You could put him out wide. He can do everything because the way he runs routes, the the you know the you know the way he you know can go catch the ball, put his body in compromised position, still catch the ball. He's just a unique talent. In fact, that if you throw it up to him, he's gonna go get it. Which is far different from Debo Samuels as a wide receiver. Debo is an average wide receiver, but he's a great athlete. 
number one. He's a great athlete. You can put him anywhere. He can run all the gadget plays, and he can play receiver. I, but Devontae Adams, he can just do everything, bro. I mean, but I, as far as, you know, receiver, receiver work. Yeah, but that's the difference the, for me. As a, just a weapon, forget why a receiver is, you can prevent De, Devontae Adams from getting the ball. Well, whether it's multi-covered, double team, a guy over top, triple team, whatever you want to do. You can't prevent Debo from getting the ball because he'll say, okay, you're doing that while he's a wide out. Come be a running back. We'll just hand it off to you. And that's how they won their division. That's how they won the divisional game against uh, the Packers. They said, okay, come in, come in, Debo. We're going to hand it off to you. You're going to juke a bunch of guys, truck somebody, get nine yards to the first down to ice this game. Like, it's yeah, just the ultimate weapon. Yeah, he did. <laughs> yes, he did. <laughs> he, he's, he was that work. He was that work, but I, I mean, I, I still got to go. Adams is one of those guys that, man, he could do everything from a wide receiver standpoint, man. He could stretch the field. You have to put the ball on Debo Samuels. You don't have to put it on um, Adams. You just throw it anywhere, and Adams will go get that thing, man. So um, I, I think I still have to go with, with Adams on that. You know, I just beg to differ this time, fellas. You know, but I I, I I just love him as a player, man. I love him as a player. Debo hey, Samuels. Hey, hey. Hey, Great I, name like, I like your boy here, man. I mean, I'm in. I mean, we gotta have him on again, man. Sean, you got it, man. You're hey, you're around the you go around the wheel, man. Little oh, no hoop, little football, man. Oh, hey, it's we, a pleasure it, and purpose it, to meet you, man. And we, I mean, we, friend of Barrett, it. a friend of mine, man. And we, we can get him on, you, we can get him on baseball man. too. In fact, I don't know why. I mean, you you're not going to spring train spring training this time. You know, nah, the, I, I hate spring. I'm glad I don't have to. I hate spring training. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I, I hate anything. I hate anything preseason. To be honest with you, like I, I, I just it's just the the action is is nothing. Nobody actually cares. The players don't. It's like I hate it. I hate spring hey, so training. Tell me this though: yeah. who has the best press meal? Eagles, Flyers, Sixers, um, or Phillies? The best press meal? Yeah. No question, I, the Eagles. I was going to say the Sixers. Well, you Whoa, know what? right? I'm wrong. You're, you're right. I'm wrong because I went you, down you there Barry, one time. You told me the other day you're up oh. there eating like cookies and shit. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Yeah. I forgot about that, man. One time they had filet mignon and they had yeah. shrimp, man. It was it was off the chain. You're right. I got to go back with the Sixers. I, yeah, I was going to say I the back. Sixers. I take that back. Because I'm trying, I haven't been in in two years since pre-COVID. Right, right, which <laughs> right, right. Probably yeah. now I'm probably going to be back this summer with the Phillies and whatnot. But like, yeah, the Sixers they'll give you a nice little diverse. Like I feel like even with the Eagles, it's just like all right, I'm gonna just I probably end up just having some chicken fingers and some. some <laughs> right, you know what right. I mean? Like at, at the Sixers, it'd be like yo. Let me walk around. Like, he took a picture, Sean, the other day. Man, he's got cookies. He's drinking beer. I thought he was dipping <laughs> caviar up there, man. He's just going all out on us here, man. Hey, it's a privilege to have you on. Please come back, man. Thank you. Anytime, fellas, man. I appreciate it. SB, appreciate you, bro. <laughs> I love it, man. Hey, that's awesome, man. He's great. Right, give, me a, give, me a, give me a little bit of his history again. Well, he's with, he was with Fox 29. He was their sports anchor, um, you know, with COVID stuff, you know, a lot of people just got, you know, pushed yeah, out of the so job. Yeah, he worked with Cobb. Yep. So now he's doing, uh, now he's doing work with WIP and uh, doing a lot of stuff with them, man. So, you know, it, real sharp dude, man. In fact, I met him, man. We, um, they used to have, um, they used to have, 
media games with uh with the 76ers and all the media players would play against other media guys and they um they would always be between me and him as far as you know I me mean, because he got that game he's got that old man type of game where you know saying he he pump fakey spin around you know and never walk or anything you know he just has those those polished post moves and I'm like man I thought he played for the I thought he was like a um you know one of practice guys with the Sixers man that's how good he was man but uh, we used to play in those uh, games all the time, man. He used to be at work, bro. So great guy, you know what I'm saying? I, I, I go on with him on Friday nights sometimes at, uh, you know, around 11, man. But real good dude, bro. Real Fantastic. Dude. Hey, let's me and you talk about Fletcher Cox being on the trading block, allegedly. We'll do that. What do you think? We'll do let's that do now in the second hour. The middle big three here, I should say, how about this? Hang on. Back in three, Barrett Brooks, big sales. Keep it here on the middle. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the memories. Go for the view that goes on forever. Go for the bubbles in your bathtub and in your drink. Go to bed whenever you want. Or don't. Go for him. Go for her. Go for the wind. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. Imagine for a moment that you went to work today, and when you came home, you were catastrophically injured. Your life and your family's life. That's what happened to union construction worker Mike Little. I was scared of what the end was going to be, but to be 100% honest with you, I knew I was going to be all right just by talking with Brian. In my heart, I just knew everything was going to be all right. Call the firm and find out why they say, we got this. Call 215-458-2222. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank. Welcome back to the middle. Barrett Bronx, Dan Silio. Hey, since you are a man around town. <laughs> I don't know about that, but hey, what, what you talking about, man? Let's, let's go. I get, I'm getting Derek Gunn on with me in the afternoon. Give me some insight, man. Derek plugged Gunn. In the, he plugged into Philly? 
Bro, he is Mr. Philadelphia. In fact, he put he put the Eagles um on the national map, you know, since since you know the inception of NBC Sports Philadelphia, you know, when you when it was Comcast, you know, and Sportsnet. He's the one that you know would get the national stories out and, and people would come pluck him for information for the national stories, you know, Espen and all those um different outlets would call him. He was the authority, man. One of the best reporters I've ever, you know, been around. Um one of the sharpest hosts I've ever been around. I mean, he's 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 all I mean. He he showed me he's been he's been showing me the way as I've been progressing through Philadelphia sports, man. He is the guy. That's fantastic to hear. I love dudes like that. And I I've never spoken to him. And um Xander just said he's just as plugged in, and there's nobody plugged in more than he is when it comes to the Eagles. So I got him in the afternoon. I got this guy, Chris Landry, too, that's going to break. But now, since you're dropping guests on here, you know, come Monday, I'm going to have to come <laughs> up with somebody. Because, you know, hey, isn't, it, isn't this like an NFL locker room a little bit, what you and I do? So Barrett drops one of his boys in. I may have to drop somebody in here. Yeah, there man. you go. <laughs> I might. I might you, know, you know who I'm trying to get? Who's Eric that? Allen. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. So, I love Eric Allen. I mean, he and I have been friends a long time, and I like him. And I, he goes, when do you want me to come on? I go, well, you know, I got, I'm doing a show with Brooks. Let, 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 let's try to find – so he's going to try to find a time either Monday or Tuesday to come aboard with us. That's what's up, man. That's what, and we can always get my boy Mighty Mouse, you know, Mark McMillan to come on also. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah. You know, you know who the hardest guy to get on is? Randall. Oh. I, you know what? I could I, – I'll, I'll try to pull it so, off. Can I say it? Man, he, he he really is his own dude. Yep. And that's I think that's code for he's a he can be a tool at times, man. <laughs> he he really I mean he, he he's look, Iverson I love. I've here like I told I think I told you this before with Alan Iverson. When you want to get Iverson on, see, I always I, I learned my lesson after the two no-shows. Okay, and he would text me later an hour after going, oh, man, shit. It was 5.30? I said, <laughs> yeah, dude, it was 5.30. <laughs> oh, man, calls me at 8.30. Right, right, right. Hey, I mean, and I'm like, so I do this now. Hey, man, I got a, um, I got a spot here at like 11.30. So he'll call into the show right in between. And I, and I come on the air and I always say this. Hey, we're hoping to get Iverson today. I have no idea what time. I have right. zero idea, <laughs> but I'm hoping within these next three hours. And he goes, hey, man, I got Allen Iverson on the line. I go, perfect. I don't care what I'm doing in the middle of anything. I'll just stop because, got AI, man, I love that dude, man. You talk about Mount Rushmore of Philadelphia sports. He is people. it, man. He, he's got to be on it, right? No, he, he's, he's one of the best that ever did it also, man. You know, as far as, you know, those monumental people that, that, have, that have been in Philadelphia and played Philadelphia sports. He's up there with Brian, Brian Dawkins. You got AI, you got Dr. J Charles. Um, you know, you, you got guys like that have been there, you know, um, I think he's, he's even, he he's even up there past a uh, chase. You know what I'm saying? Chase Utley. I think he's past chase Utley as far as people in the city. So yeah, I, I would say he, he would be on the rush Mount Rushmore, the four Mount, um, Mount Rushmore here in Philadelphia. Did you see that brim that Dr. J had on last night, man? He was sitting <laughs> in the front row looking at his phone. My favorite 
basketball player growing up. Barrett, I'm a little older than you. Mm -hmm. I didn't root for the Knicks. I rooted for the Nets. (laughs) That big old that big old fro he had on doing that from the top of the key with the nets yep. and that red, white, and blue basketball, the ABA, man, I used to sit there and watch ABA basketball as a kid. Dr. J was the shit, man. Yeah. I never, you know, I, I used to get an ass with people and go, you think Jordan's a better slam dunker than Dr. J Haas. Dr. J, I met him when he worked in Orlando. Barrett, I don't know if you've ever seen hands like like Oh yeah. He, hey, he could take, he could put his thumbs together and put his hand around the basketball. Yep. Biggest hands I've ever shook in my life, man. I've never seen anything like that. I mean, he is enormous. And the only other guy that I ever met that could dunk. And was a had better hops than him was David Thompson. David Thompson was this old school guy back in the day. He played it. He's Jordan's idol, mm-hmm. and he played at NC State, won a national championship. Man, but Dr. J with that, I used to have. Hey, I used to have that on my computer, man. Dr. J going up like this, man, and slamming it, man, with that big afro Nets jersey, red, white, and blue. He's my favorite you know, basketball player growing up. My my favorite basketball player growing up was uh was 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 Charles man Charles Barkley. Really, six foot five and would dunk on you, bro. Come on, no, man. he ain't six five. He's about no, six he five. ain't six five. How tall is he? I think he's like more like six three and a half, almost six four, maybe. Me and him were me and him stood side to side, and I'm six five, and he was right there with me. I you mean, think I may have, you think he's really six five? Yeah, like he, he's okay. I mean, he's just I'm tomorrow just a minutely shorter than I am tomorrow like that. But I'm I'm actually six five and a half, and he was just a little bit shorter than me. Right around. Hey, Barrett, do you know six four around six four six five? I think he's one of only like ten dudes to go twenty thousand points and ten thousand boards. He was I the mean, real deal, man. Hey, and, and get this at Auburn at the same time they had Frank Thomas playing ball baseball. They had Charles Barkley playing hoop, and they had Bo Jackson. Can you believe that? Baseball. They had That's three, crazy. Those three dudes were in the building at the sports department at Auburn, man. That's an embarrassment of riches there, bro. Dude. <laughs> Can you imagine how much money they were paying to get those guys there? You know they were paying. Oh, man. <laughs> Bo Jackson. Bo's the, Bo, Bo, Herschel, and Dion are the greatest athletes I've yes. ever played against. Yep. I've no never point. seen anything like Bo Jackson in my life. We we did a good job on him and we played in the very first kickoff game and we beat them. But when he got on the NFL field, Hoss, I've never seen a guy six foot three, 240 pounds run world class speed like that. I mean, Barrett, Eric Dickerson's probably the best running back I ever played against. But Bo Jackson's the fastest guy, the biggest guy. I've never seen anything like it. And it's a shame because he's got Hall of Fame talent and he's not going to ever make the Hall of Fame Hall in of baseball fame, yep. or or football. He made, the, he made the all-star games in one year in two sports. <laughs> That's ridiculous, man. That's ridiculous. <laughs> so he he's he's that great that he played 
in the in in in, in the All Star game, but then turned right back around and played in in uh, it, um, uh the Pro Bowl, the Pro Bowl. Yeah, in one season. Yeah, come on, man. Hey, 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 man. get this. And so he shows up with eight games to play against to to play for the Raiders. Had nine hundred yards rushing. In eight games. <laughs> in eight games. This, he would have had 2,000 yards rushing. It's, it, it, it was – the running backs were different then, though. You know you know what? How about this? The first two years Dickerson gets in the league. His first year he goes 18-08. The second year he goes 21-05, and it's still a record. This guy's got 4,000 yards in his first two years rushing the football with the Rams. That's crazy. That's crazy. <laughs> Look at the running backs back then, you know. I mean – People didn't really get to see um, Walter Payton, Walter. You, you had, you know, Eric even, Dickerson, even even Emmitt Smith. Emmitt Smith was was slow, man. But you just could not tackle him. You could not hit him, man. I understand how he was that good. He's slow, I, Barrett. I told you this. You just did this: five yards, eight yards, nine yards, four <laughs> yards, two yards, three yards, twenty-eight carries, one hundred fifty-six yards. You're like, what? <laughs> what are you talking about? He goes, yeah. Four, two, three. Never minus plays. That's what it was. Never yeah. minus plays. This hey. guy was such a fr- and get this. So he had ten thousand rushing yards in high school. He had four thousand rushing yards in three years at Florida, and he had seventeen thousand yards rushing in the NFL. Hoss, I mean, <laughs> this guy. Whenever you talk about the greatest backs, it's funny, isn't it? People don't bring his name up because he was never spectacular, but the numbers speak for themselves. I mean, I I, I don't know, man. I, there, when he was in Pensacola, we, the, the legend of Emmett Smith was when, I mean, it was like 2,000 yards rushing every year. He was a freshman and shit. It was just, he, he, he was just off the charts. He's one of the greatest players ever to come out of the state of Florida. No question about that. No question, man. All right, Fletcher Cox. Um, Eagles are saying, or it's being reported, that teams are calling about Fletcher Cox. Well, let me just give everybody a little insight here. The only way that that gets out there, that teams are calling, is because (laughs) the Eagles have floated out that they would be, how about this? They would probably be interested and looking to see what your thoughts are and what the market value is on Fletcher Cox. I think Sean brings a point up. I'll ask you, what do you think the market value is? Maybe I, maybe I undervalued him, um, or maybe I over, overvalued him. What do you think you could get on the open market right now for Fletcher Cox? At least, at least a two or a three. You won't get a one, but you can get a two or a three. Um. Fletcher Cox outside of Philly is has a little more juice than here because we've been around him so much and we're kind of dull to what he does. But when you from a from another team standpoint, another team that has a game plan him, they're still game planning him. And that's a lot of reason why he has the double team and triple teams. They still do that to make sure he's not a force in the game. Yeah, but is but that by can, reputation, Barrett still? No, that's that's because he okay. does garner that. Because and also because they can, they can because the the linebackers aren't good enough to force those double teams to come off of them. See, people don't understand you could you can only double team if you don't have a boss linebacker back behind you. If you if you have a boss linebacker behind you, 
you can't double team that easily. You got to get off and get that block. Well, with the Eagles, they can double team Fletcher all the way back 10 yards and the linebacker will still stay at 10 yards. There were times where it would be a run play. wasn't even a run fake, a straight run play, and they're double teaming Fletch like three yards down the field, and the linebacker still has ran up to disengage that uh, office lineman or go make a play. So they're getting legit double teams on them. You know, people don't understand, like linebackers, linebackers are taught. You see a double team, get that double team off the th- uh, off the down lineman. That way you can go make a play, number one, but keep from, you know, keep your gap and stay sound, number two. They didn't do that. So a lot of the times they just stuck with the double team and just kept double team them back to the backer. And it, and it, it was ridiculous. Here, here Here's – how important is he in the locker room? How important is he to the front four? How important is he on the rebuild of the front four? Because the offensive line is built. It's intact. Now it's all about maintaining the defensive line. Look, since the Super Bowl, you guys had the best tandem of lines in the NFL, and it wasn't close. You destroyed the Patriots. With those two groups, the defense now has fallen behind. Yep. The offensive line. How he did a really great you know why I say he fell behind? Them dumbass picks out wide, instead yep. of staying inside on the defensive side, has cost him. Him trying to cover up for them failures at wide out. And then he goes in and he gets Devontae at Devontae Smith. Hey, great player, but not a need at the time. Yep. They need to keep those lines intact. That's what separated Philly, Barrett, from the Cowboys, from everybody else in the NFC, was that they were the most dominant guys on both sides. They kept that old line, as I said. But all of a sudden now, look at where the look at how it deteriorated since the Super Bowl. That's been the problem with the team. The team, the play at quarterback, the play at wideout, and the defense, especially in the front seven, have caused this team to regress. Now it's a rebuild. So how important is he in that rebuild? And you have to add, like you and me know this. Love the guy. Guy can still play. And all the intangibles that you said, but then how he goes like this. Yeah, well, here's the checkbook. 18-1. 18-1. Is he that important? Right. It, that's the problem because, you know, Javon Hargraves, and I think they're going to restructure his deal also, but Javon yeah, Har- Hargraves came in and, and, and he gave a little bit more stability in the interior because he became a force. His first year here, he didn't know how to play a, a one-gap system. He was a two-gap guy being coming from that two-gap system of, 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 of a 3-4. You know, he played nose guard, so he didn't just, you know – he was a penetration. He had to sit there and take the double team so the linebackers can make the plays. Tough job. Yeah, that's so that's what he was. So then he got here that second or halfway through that first year, and into the second year. That's when he started jumping gaps and he could play, you know, faster because he only had one gap he had to deal with. So he helped out a lot. He became our best defensive lineman actually the past year and a half. Fletcher, on the other hand, if he just you know turned it up just a little bit. That's a man. That's that's a pretty imposing defense in the middle of 
of that defense. You know, those you think guys still has it in them to turn it up and crank it up. I think he does. I think okay. he does. And with Brandon Graham not being there, there was nobody could, that could equalize. You know, the other side of, of the pass rush. Derek Barnett just didn't give me enough on the outside to pass rush well enough to put pressure on quarterbacks. A lot of times they would just slide to BG all the time, Brandon Graham all the time. And he's one of those guys, a higher for guy, and he's one of those almost get there unless he has somebody else on the other side to press the issue. He'll almost get a sack or he'll get a quarterback hit, but he never would finish the deal and get a sack. That's because he had nobody on the side of him rushing from the opposite side to put pressure on him. Now, Josh Sweat started to do a couple things. They just paid him. Started, you know, turn around and, and, and rush the pass a little bit. In fact, I think he he led the team in sacks last year. If he comes back and he plays well, there could be a possibility that, you know, you couldn't double-team Fletch as much. But in the open market, Fletch, they see what Fletch is going through. They see the fact that Fletch can't go and be that dominant player also because schematically they don't allow him to do that also. I'll tell you what, Matt Hatter brings a point up here, and you keep making sure that I know this as well, Barrett. I mean, it's not 16, Matt Hatter. It's 17-2 for defensive tackles. And if we're looking and you're still saying he's got juice in the tank and he's still one, would you say he's still a top five DT in the NFL? Yes. Well, then he's worth the 18-1. Well, that's why they're not tripping off him being here. I, you're right. I gotta, I've, I've got to refocus my mind because with the 208 cap and when you're looking at what benchmark good players are getting at that position, you're right, Barrett. I mean, and you're, what you just said, it's probably why Howie's looking at it going, hey, man, we just need him to kick it up a gear here. But if you're looking at Fletcher Cox on the open market, his salary is 18-1. The only problem I have is is he still a top five guy when you see donuts on them box scores? I mean, there were a few games where he was a no-show. Now, now, is that new system too? Well, that's that's a big thing right there. That's the system, the system didn't allow him to play the way he felt as though he should play. That's why he voiced his opinion halfway through the season. Like, hey, you know, they need to, they need to. Let me lose. They need to let me hunt. Let me go out there and rush the passer instead of playing this gap sound defense. I think Gannon wanted those guys to play gap control instead of just going out there and just just getting up the field and creating havoc. When you play gap control, that's far different from, you know, you being able to go up there and, and, and just, you know, haul ass to the running back or haul ass to the quarterback. Yep. Just penetrate. When you play gap control, you number one, you're standing your gap and not leaving your gap. And you're also making sure that, you know, the ball that can't cut back. You got to stay in your hole. You got to stay in your gap. And that's not necessarily what you want to do if you were him. You know? <laughs> Fuck that style of play, man. I want to be a hero. I want to play exactly. a hero ball. I'm not and you couldn't. Fuck that shit, man. You couldn't do it because they'd be, they, they be, you know, they're up on the linebackers there. And the linebackers aren't, you know, good enough to make plays either. So that was tough, man. <laughs> hey, I'd be like this, man. Hey, you better pad up, man, because I'm getting back there. It's a TV game. It's a TV game, man. I'm getting back there, man. I'm not. I'm too gapping. What are you crazy? <laughs> that's, hey, that's what your boy Seth used to say. He's. He said your boy. Your boy uh, Seth used to say, "Hey, 
he turned around, hey, 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 I'm gone, I'm gone. And Seth used to be like, talking about Jerome, Jerome Brown. He said, hey, 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 I'm gone. And they turned around, he said, and now, now Seth is like, oh, man, here we go. And I got to get his gap and yeah. get my gap. If yeah. he don't make the play, I got to stay in my gap and get his gap. You know what I'm saying? But he said nine times out of ten, if he saw something, he was going to get there. So he didn't really worry about it. But there were times he had to cover two gaps because oh. he said, hey, oh. I'm gone, man. I'm gone. Damn, that guy would run around more blocks, man. You would. <laughs> He, he he looked like oh my god Aaron Donald running around blocks and he go yeah man I thought I saw something I thought I saw something I'm looking over I'd be looking over at him linebackers all, <laughs> all padded up and shit because me and him would both go like this oh, you think I'm two gapping this guy you're out of your mind I'm not doing any of that shit man hey Khalil Mack has been dealt to the to the Chargers I want to hit on that man Khalil Mack. You're telling me the Eagles weren't in that conversation? Save your, save your thoughts here. Because, man, dude. Why Why? Why not? Why are we why, right, right. Let's hit on that. <laughs> He's Barrett Brooks on Big Sales here. Keep it here on the middle, back at three. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the memories. Go for the view. It goes on forever. Go for the bubbles in your bathtub. And in your drink. Go to bed whenever you want. Or don't. Go for him. Go for her. Go for the win. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. Imagine for a moment that you went to work today, and when you came home, you were catastrophically injured. Your life and your family's life. That's what happened to union construction worker Mike Little. I was scared of what the end was going to be, but to be 100% honest with you, I knew I was going to be all right just by talking with Brian. In my heart, I just knew everything was going to be all right. Call the firm and find out why they say, we got this. Call 215-458-2222. Field of life. First Trust Bank is there for you. Because Philadelphia dreams deserve a Philadelphia bank.
Barrett Brooks, Dan Silio. I I said to myself I would never bring this story up again because I just I, I hate the story, but I posted it and get this, I get sucked in all the time with this story. I don't know why, but I do. So Kaepernick has a video out and I posted it on my Twitter page. <laughs> I'm a glutton for punishment, dude. I don't know why that I'm a glutton for this, man. But I don't know. Maybe it's because the guy was shit on by the NFL. Maybe maybe because I know how the game's played. And I know how, you know, when they say there's no collusion, of course there is. No question there there is. is. Yeah. They don't, how about this? They don't like a player because he makes too much noise. There's going to be collusion on Antonio Brown. Yep. I mean, there's just way the NFL operates here. And guys, don't start with he sucks because he doesn't suck. It's a dumb <laughs> comment. The team sucked. Yeah. If you bring his numbers up his final year in, in San Francisco and, and you play him out what they would have been, like I told you this the other day, He'd have been over 3,500 passing. How about this? He'd have had a Lamar Tom. He would have had a Lamar Jackson here. Yep. Okay, Barrett. I don't want Gardner Minshew on a team. And if I'm building the team <laughs> to Jalen Hurts' style. Gardner Minshew doesn't fit. The Gardner Minshew is a guy you trade. Yep. Do you give him a workout? Do you look at it? Or is it just way too much noise? and way too much BS to go around with it. Or maybe the last one, is it a dead issue now? Because he hasn't played in a bunch of years now. No, it's like we're like four years removed from his last playing. It, it, that's a mute issue. That, I mean, that's, that's, that's just too much time away from the game. I mean, not even Jordan can come back from that. You know what I'm saying? Not even Jordan can. I'm not playing for four years. And, and football is a sport in which – you can't take that much time. I can see taking a year away because I remember I um I didn't play for like half a season. One of the years I played, I didn't play for half a season, and it was tough getting back into the swing of things. So you know you can't just come back in and especially at the quarterback position. You know it's hard enough for him you know to go out there and and make those you know decisions to throw the ball and when not to throw the ball and all that. It's hard enough to do it when you're sharp at it let alone not being around it for that long. No, um, I mean, that's a mute point, man. It's, I can't see him coming back, you know. I mean, he hasn't played any football, none. And it's different when you're out there just, you know, having a catch. That's what he's been doing. He's been having a catch for the past four years. He hasn't been, you know, getting blitzed. He hadn't been getting hit. None of that stuff. It's hard enough for, for, for backups to come in and play like that. Who haven't played in years, but at least they've been on the field and practicing with other guys. You know what I mean? You can't just oh, yeah. and come back. Hey, 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 Barrett. So um I don't I don't think I told you this, man. I I I caught after the cowboy camp, I got meningitis and I almost died. What? I was in the hospital. I couldn't walk. I was on I, I was in a wheelchair for about eight months. Dang. And yeah, I caught meningitis, man. Meningococcal meningitis. I was in the hospital, and it, my my whole NFL career thing, man, between my mental state and what a jerk I was, and 
me getting sick. A cowboy camp, the entire cowboy team had to um, take all this medicine for a while because I had this very contagious disease. And seriously, 85% of the people that catch it die. Wow. My wife rushed me to the hospital. She was my girlfriend at the time. Thank God she liked me. She could have just left me there, man. I'm like, thank God she carried my ass to the emergency room. And I was in, I was like, really, I was in a wheelchair for a long time in crutches. I couldn't Damn. walk. So I'm off for three and a half years. And I get a call from the World League. And they go like this, Galen Hall, who was at Florida. Then he gets the Orlando Thunder job. Uh, Scott Mitchell was the quarterback. He goes, hey, we're going to have a really good. Tracy Rocker, the D-line coach. Yeah. For the Eagles. Uh-huh. It was on this team. Oh, man. I've been away from the game. He goes, come on out. Man, I'll tell you what. We went through We went through training camp. Man, my first two days, I'm sitting on a bench over here, and I got my head down. And on the third day, I'm like this, dude. Galen comes walking over. He goes, how are you hanging in there? I go, I just don't know. I start making decisions, right? (laughs) Every day, it was like this for about 10 days. I was like this. He goes, is it getting better? And I said, a little bit. He goes, and, and, and as I got going, it, it was okay. But like you're saying, being away from, hey, dude, those little things that you do, you think running over bags or hitting a bag or doing this or doing that, it ain't about the weight room, dude. It's about being on the field and hitting and grabbing and this. And, hey, I couldn't raise my arms after the first week. I just was like, my wife goes, Kim goes like this. She goes, how you doing? I go, I guys like this dude pulling my jersey again. I got marks yep. on my neck. I got, I got my, my underneath my arms are all ripped to pieces. I'm like this shit, man. Bro, that's the hardest but, thing in the world, man. Like you said, man, coming back and playing if you miss time. Well, dude, I mean, you look at that, man. I, I, the amount of times you go out there, you you know, because I, I I play around all the time, but you know, with 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 um, I was a line coach for the Eagles. Um, what's his name? Um. Oh my goodness! How can I forget his name? I was a line coach for the Eagles. Uh, Stoutland? Stoutland. Coach Stoutland. I'm playing, playing around town. Coach Stoutland. I'm walking in. Coach Stoutland. I was like, hey, 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 hey! I got three or four plays for your nine on seven. I said, Coach, there's no way. <laughs> there's no way, Coach Stout. I'm going out there, man. Those guys bigger, stronger, and faster now. But just, you know, just getting into shape, just to hit people, man, and. and you know, all the awkward angles and, you know, everything in your body hurts at the practice. But you get so used to it. Your mind is so used to it that it's like second nature. After a while, it's like, all right, I'm going out to practice now. But those first couple weeks, oh, man, I'm going out to practice now. But then after you get used to it and your yeah. body's used to it, it's like, all right, let's go practice. Let's go. Let's, you know, let's, let's hit it. It's a different way of thinking, a different mindset. You, you're, 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 you're in a different type of zone once your body and your mind gets used to it. But if you're not used to it, man, oh, it can, man, back hurts, elbows hurt, hands hurt, fingers hurt, toes hurt, ankles hurt, knees. I mean, everything aches on you for the first, till your body gets used to it, you know? And then after that, man, you're good, man. And I was 30, and I was, and I was, I was 32, and I was like, (sighs) 31, maybe. I was 31, and I'm like, man. 
man, I just don't see this thing happening here, man. I and then get this what I then I went and played with the Lions in the same year. I played 14 games, then I went and played I played all four preseason games, started them all, then I played another four. So I had 8 and 14 that year, and I hadn't played ball in three and a half years. Trust me when I tell you, man. <laughs> yeah. Hey man, that was a lot. That that it, it like you said, dude. When you're off like that, man, it's I used to I used to get Monty Kiff and I'd show up and and I was doing my radio show in Tampa. Hey, Shilio, why don't you come? I go, man, I couldn't jump over a ruler. Right. <laughs> <laughs> my back is hurting right now thinking about it, man. Because I was hey. just thinking about dude, isn't that crazy, Barrett? It's the it's 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 you you it takes you hours to train to get ready for that thing, and man, if you're off like ten days, you're out of shape. Right. Well, you know, like you know, that's a that's a good that's a good right there. The Mad Hatter, he said, it took Vic two years. Man, the fact that the mere fact that Vic took eighteen months off, incredible, and, and came back Pro Bowl level, yeah, and came back and played. I mean, that's he's he's definitely an outlier. You know what I'm saying? He's definitely somebody that you know. He he he's not the norm. You know, usually you go, you're gone. You don't go and then come back. And I understand he was still young yet, but still, man, you know, it's 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 tough, man. I mean, like, it's not just it's just it's not just pain, but fatigue. A fatigue will make a coward out of you, bro. And you're tired, and then you gotta add pain to it. And then the, the 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 just the physical mentality of going out there and destroying somebody because you have to think like that. You have to think. Look, I'm going to destroy you on this play. It's either kill or be killed. Even in practice, either kill or be killed. So you can't go in there half-assing because that's when you get hurt. So you got to give all of your total effort, or you run the risk of getting hurt, man. So it's, it's it's I can't see myself like I was out like as I was out. You know, like I said, half a season. And trying to come back, man, it was the hardest thing I ever did, man. I, and the money was just too good. I had to come back, bro. I had to come back. You know what Yeah, I'm your wife was whipping your ass, too. Go, get your ass in shape. No question. <laughs> she said, I, I, know, I don't care where you go, but you're going to get up out of here. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know? How were you in the Oklahoma drill? Bro, I, that, was my, that was my deal, bro. That was my deal. Oklahoma <laughs> drill was my deal. Because I could just latch on and and and, and pull you close to me. I, mean, I love to latch on. Once I latch on, bear yo, yeah, right? yeah, like I I, I, I can go like this, not bring you right. Let into me tell him. you the key to that drill: a big dudes like you don't let them get close to you, folks. Right. That's what, that's why I say I want to get you close to me. Don't 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 listen what the coaches say with that bullshit. Engage. Right. I get off, you get off the line of scrimmage and you get that fucker off you because he gets them paws on you, man, you go for a ride. You, you got to oh. get that shit off you, man. <laughs> I hated the Oklahoma drill where you had to play against a guy like Barrett. Then you had a fullback. Then you had to hit the guy and you had to get him yeah. down in the pads. So you're taking on 350 pounds of this dude. And then you got another fullback and he's kind of got you still – Bang, crack, you're on your ass, man. Got to get them dudes off you, man. You cannot let that guy. Yeah, dancing bear duck. You can't let a guy with great feet like him, big dude like that, get into you. Because if he does, it's all day for him. 
He's right. got your ass. Help me, you got to get him off you, man. Holy shit. All right, let me, let, me, let me throw you over here now. So, Khalil back to the Chargers. That dude on the Eagles would have been a beast. It would have been. Now, it is it Chicago probably wanted to not trade him in the division or a conference? Yeah, I think that's what it was. They're trying to get rid of that. They're trying to build, rebuild. Now, that defense is kind of long in the tooth now. Um, they had they, they showed signs, you know, a year ago, but after they didn't win, they're starting all over again. Man, they're rebuilding, they're retooling. But Khalil Mack still has a lot left in the tank. So imagine him on one side of Joey Bosa. That's two guys that go all out all the time. They were not we they may not be worth you know anything in the run game. You know what I'm saying? They probably get deboed in the run game, but who runs the ball in that conference? You know what I'm saying? Nobody really runs ball with exception of Denver. But now that they have a quarterback, they're going to pass the ball now. So look at that, man. You got those guys coming off the corner. You look at uh, uh, the, you know, the Chargers. Now Denver's going to throw the ball. You got 49. I mean, uh, the, um, the Chiefs are going to throw the ball. And the um, Raiders are going to continue doing it. That's, that's going to be one of the, the best conferences in the league this next year coming up, man. Can you imagine that? Okay, I'm not going to wait to the end of the show to do that. I'm going to do it now. Maniac, happy birthday to your wife. Go ahead, Barrett. Do you give, give there the we go. Man. Happy birthday. There you go. Okay? There you go, happy man. I, ain't wait. I don't man. wait yeah. to the end, man. There we go. That's for there me and go. him. Right. All right? <laughs> ha- ha- happy birthday, man. Maniac, don't talk shit on me all day, but I love you, man. It's all good. I'll see you <laughs> in the afternoon, too. Then again, I don't know why that is, man. I like people that give me shit. That's why I love Xander. Right. <laughs> it, it's, it's, it's a bit session. As soon as I log in, it's a bit session between you two until I log in. Then once I log in, it settles down a little bit. But you guys go at each other, you know, for the for the first time. Oh, minutes. you should have seen it yesterday. <laughs> Holy cow. Damn it. Don't take a break. Shut up. I've been doing two shots. Oh, it's like ridiculous. Man. <laughs> I gotta get to the sixer game. I don't give a shit. <laughs> You better be hitting the bell, man. <laughs> he goes, you know, you know, I got, I got shit to do. So, you know, okay, well, here, let me work on that for you here. Right. <laughs> oh no, I love the kid, man. I absolutely. That's <laughs> the love. That's the love. The love, hey, man. That kid got. Hey, you know what? When them guys got the power on me, man. Right. 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 Hey, so. 24 hours after the Calvin Ridley deal fell through. This tells me a little bit about Howie, man. Remember when he said that? Because, you know, it's funny. It was leaked out that the Eagles had to gamble. And then all of a sudden, Jay Glazer kind of pushes it out there that the Eagles were in line for Calvin Ridley. Why would the Eagles float that out that they were – in the free agent market, looking for a wide receiver like that. And by the way, Calvin Ridley, you think he's A, B, or C when it comes to wide receivers? What do you think he is? Uh, with the Eagles, he'll be an A. He'll be the number on one. the market. On the market, what do you think his market is? A before a the, an A. He's an yes. A guy. He's an A guy. In fact, so you if think he, he's a seventeen million dollar a year guy? Yeah, he he would have been right there. Um, if you know, if you look at it, Adams, it would have been Adams. Probably he would have probably been next. I think he's better than Williams. 
even though they just signed Williams to a, a three-year deal. I think he's better than Williams. Think he's better than Godwin? Well, Godwin's hurt. That's the only reason why he'd be better. And Godwin um, got Godwin's, tagged anyway. But here, here's yeah, the top He was guys. the most complete. Devontae Adams, Chris Godwin, Mike Adams, Mike Williams, excuse me, Allen Robinson. Um, he'd Michael be number Gallup, three. Odell Beckham, if you want to throw that in there. You think, where, where does he fit? Number Calvin three. Ridley. Number three. Number three. Yes, number three. Well, that's a big – well, how about this, Barrett? That's a big move for them. Huge. You know why I say he's a number three? Because anytime you can have Julio Jones, you can you can oust Julio Jones and you become the number one. You're pretty damn good, bro. You are really good, actually. The reason I ask this question then is, if you're going after Calvin Ridley and that deal falls through, are you going after Amari Cooper? Yes. Yeah. Yes, they're going after Mark Cooper. That's they're going to go after him, sure. aren't they? Yeah, that's that's a, that's a that's a given. I think they're going to go after um um who's the other kid that they have? Um, Michael Gallup? No, not even Gallup. The 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 other kid, uh, Wilson, Cedric Wilson, Cedric Wilson's his value starting to go up and up and up right now. He you know he used to like he was third fiddle to those guys there. Now since he played the way he played this last half of the season. His worth is going up. People see that he has a little bit to him. You know, I played with his pops. Me and his pops won a Super Bowl together with the um, he was with San Fran, then he came to us. And Sale was pretty good. But um his son right now, he Cedric Wilson Jr., he's 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 that work, man. I, I like I like what I saw from him. He he was competitive, speed, run everything in the route tree. He was a lot better than people gave him credit for. A lot better. So you think what – how about this? It's, it, 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 the reason also I bring Amari up, Cowboys go out and get CeeDee Lamb. CeeDee Lamb becomes the number one guy. Yep. You think Amari could have that same influence on Devontae Smith? Yes. He would be if, – if, if he comes here, he'll be the number one. For, for the time being. Now, it's whatever you – see – it makes me do this. If you're if you're Howie, look at what Amari did. There is I don't know if you agree with this or not, but Amari does not get if Amari's not in Dallas, Dak Prescott does not get that contract that he signs because when he came to Dallas Barrett, it transformed him and that offense into a big offense and big numbers offense. He does not get that contract. Nope. Maybe how he looks at it and goes like this. Can Cooper transform Jalen into that type of guy? Because you think that he could be in the room with five. Yep. I think he can. I think he's 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 that dynamic. He still has that juice left. Um, he come into the season healthier, in better shape. There's no question that Amari Cooper can come in and be the number one for this team. And with him being a number one for this team, it did. It, it, it's, it's, it's like, you know, it's like handing Smith the key. All right, kid, go out there and just play. You know what I'm saying? You're not forced to be the number one. You're not worried about it. You just go out there and you just run wide open all the time. He would be wide open all the time because teams would have to double team or at least be aware of where Cooper was because Cooper's a big play threat, which would allow Smith now to go out there and just play, man. You would have to worry about him. 
and you're going to, but to come to, okay. And you and I are both of saying, well, you know, the team's not set up right now. So you'd have to overpay. You'd have to overpay him, but it wouldn't be one of those things. This would be the perfect offense for him because it's the exact same offense that Dak ran when he first got there because it was a run-heavy type of team. So, you know, it'd be times where he'd be running wide open because you got to put that eighth defender in the box to stop the Eagles' run, which now you can't double-team Smith. You can't double-team Cooper. They'll be wide open. And, oh, by the way, those young guys, you know, might be able to get open also. Quez Watkins. Yeah. So, I mean – Dallas Goddard, you would think also could maybe transform himself into some Zach Ertz numbers. Yes. Yes, I think he even I think he was gonna uh, transfer into into, into being a, a a a big threat, a big key in the offense, even without signing another big time wide receiver. Do I they think need Dallas to Goddard. upgrade? Barrett, do they need to upgrade the running back position? Yes, yes, they do. Or, I mean, or, I, or, or better yet, Miles Sanders needs another dude. Yes. Then he needs a bigger back. He needs a more consistent back. You know, right now I, I, I look at him as a home run threat. That's the way I see I, I see uh Miles like Sanders. The Dallas tandem. Yes. Yes. <clears throat> you you use him as a as a as a as a big play threat. And you got a guy someone like the build of Jordan Howard, but a better quality Jordan Howard, a better, bigger back. That can run. Um, I don't know what the free agency market. In fact, let me look that up. Free agency market for uh, running backs right now. See, to me, man, you get a, you get a, you get a, you get a back in there that can be a first and second down back, and you get him in there teamed up, Miles Sanders. All right, so you go right here and looking at it. I mean, perfect example. You bring a guy like Leonard Fournette in, or maybe even a James Conner. From the Cardinals, you see how he, you know, took oh, his game hey, to another when level. he was healthy. And was on a team he was spectacular. Exactly. You, I mean, I think he could come in and play right now, and 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 he would actually probably turn into the number one back. It would, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't put that past him. Hey, I like Leonard. Oh, hey, I thought Leonard was absolutely great addition to the Eagles um, when he left Jacksonville. Yep, I thought he would have been great. Uh, right now, Leonard Fournette he he'd be more he'd have been more of a threat than he was in, in um with 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 the Buccaneers. But Leonard Fournette is that big bruising back catch out the backfield. Now he'd been a number one, and can you imagine behind that offensive line? Leonard Fournette, that offensive line would be a 1,300, 1,400-yard back. Exactly. First time in a long time. <laughs> First time wow. in a long time. That's a great – when's the last time the Eagles had a 1,000-yard back, Shady? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Shady was Shady. the last 1,000-yard back, which is, which is utterly ridiculous. We're talking about since before Chip Kelly that the Eagles have had a 1,000-yard back. Dude, listen to that. Listen that's three. To, that's three coaches ago, man. That's three damn coaches ago. Look, 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 look at the benchmark. I mean, the receivers haven't had a thousand yard receiver since Jeremy Macklin. 
I mean, the double-digit sacks. I mean, you know, for what they did last year, Barrett, Right, Sirianni should get a lot of love for what they did in a rebuild, getting them to the postseason with a second-year quarterback because there's a lot more. De- if you really dissect it, there's a lot more deficiencies um, on the football team than you really think there is. Oh, Maybe that's a testament yeah. to Jalen. Right. Look, look, Dan, it's almost – it's a bunch of in spite of going on. <laughs> in spite of, you know. Uh, look, I me mean, look at uh, your boy Xander. Bring in Brian Robinson from Bama. Big, strong back. He didn't have a lot of wear and tear on him either because he just played this year. This is the first year he really played, played as a starter. I mean, he still has a lot of tread left on his tires. He didn't get beat up like uh, the other backs that have played at Alabama. He can come in right now and, and, and be that big back, uh, imposing back that they need. That's pretty. That, that's pretty good by you, Xander. I see you paying attention a little. How about bit. The, Xander paying attention? <laughs> hey, hey. So how, how about does it to me again? That son of a. Okay. Hey, look. Does he get indicted or not, Deshaun Watson today? I'm saying no. I'm saying no. Also. Wow. Every team in the league will be lined up then. Yep. Yep. But no, nobody has three. Nobody has three first rounders. Could, hey, nobody could you has see three on, first rounders. Hey, watch this, Barrett. Monday, the Eagles, the Eagles trade for Deshaun Watson. This seals blow up. Seals, seals, three first rounders, and they got a first rounder next year. That's four first rounders. That'll get the job done. Dear God, <laughs> I have one prayer for the weekend. Okay. Deshaun Watson to Philly. God, please. <laughs> please. Dude, it's been great. Tell your mom I said hi. I definitely will, man. I'll catch you Monday. I'll catch you in the afternoon as well. Don't forget National Football Show. Derek Gunn will be with us. Chris Landry as well. Hopefully you'll join us too. Till Monday, Barrett. By the yes, way, sir. I'm going to get us somebody too, man, because you got somebody today. That means I got to one-up you, man. So I'm going to do right. it on Monday as well. Have a great weekend, everybody. Catch you back on the middle. We'll see you later on. We'll see you on the flip side. Go for the midnight dares. Go for the memories. Go for the view. It goes on forever. Go for the bubbles in your bathtub and in your drink. Go to bed whenever you want. Or don't. Go for him. Go for her. Go for the wind. Go to Ocean Casino Resort. Book your trip at theoceanac.com. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass. Free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears imagine for a moment that you went to work today and when you came home you were catastrophically injured your life and your